Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 333. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And Maku-chan is out tonight, and what's interesting is I totally forgot that she wasn't going to be here, so my bad. <clears throat> it's okay. She totally followed up and made sure she had someone covering for her so great as myself. <laughs> yeah, the fun... Well, you are great, I'm no lie. But it's more like I'm usually up on top of things, you know? So I, I know in advance, like, maybe because it was talked about in our chat and it wasn't posted in our in our staff chat, so I totally missed it, you know? No, it's cool. But we're good for tonight. Yay! Damn right. And I fixed a lot of stuff, and I'll talk about that on my during my weekend day. So we are live tonight, week of October twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen, here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern. We're replays Thursdays at two p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Chatzilla, you can use like Merck XChat Chatzilla. You can you you can log in with by going to irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. And if you have Chatzilla and you click on the IRC link, it'll bring you directly into the chat. Um, if you head over to live.vognetwork.com, you should be able to come into the chat that way. There has been some slight issues with Mibit. Um, if not, don't worry about it. Head over to our Discord page at uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. If you go in there, um, you can all you can still communicate and interact with us there too. So come on in. The water is just fine. So yeah, I gotta see about having them put in a chat room for us. I'll have to put in a request and see. But uh, yeah. Let's see. Let me go ahead and turn on uh, check-ins because I'm not. Sh I think I did it. Did I? No, I did not. There we go. Again, I'm usually on top of things like that. So check-ins are now live. So go ahead and earn your VOG points. Um, and you and for listening to the show. Um, you can't listen. You can't get points during the uh, repeat. So if you're listening on this on our podcast feed. You can listen for a passphrase when you hear that. Head on over to uh, vognetwork.com and put in that passphrase and earn some Vogue points. So I think we got that out of the way. Um, let me adjust the volume. All right, we're going to go through week and day. Ari. Uh, well, it's been mostly, you know, work during the, for this past week. Um, let's see. This past week, I'm like, friend, he, he, uh, you know, Saturday night, he asked me, hey, you want to go on an adventure? I'm like, sure, I guess. You know, I got nothing else to do tonight. So we, so we're driving around, and we, he finds he finds this uh, retro video game store called All Things Video Games in mm -hmm. Pine Hill, New Jersey, which just opened a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, he had stumbled upon it thanks to a friend's Facebook feed and, uh, you no, know, I went in there and you know checked it out. You know, a bunch of all the 
among all the old systems and you know the uh, retro things that, that like have like the guts of old systems you know put into it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we're like i was like going through the games all i think i was like had this had this had this played this you know especially like the old n64 stuff mm. but i also told him about the podcast and our website and so hopefully we got another listener out of that <laughs> That's good. More to marry you. And let's see what else. Um, right this week, this Sunday was uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my! I don't know how much of you, much of it you saw, but I caught like the last forty-five minutes. And I know I always said it was great, but I was meh, not really impressed per se. You know, the uh, uh, R squared circle described the uh, the main event as what if. What a mediocre overbooked spot fest. I fucking loved it. Because mm. it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and, well, tomorrow night I'm going to the replay of a uh, Rift Tracks live event, so that'll be fun, too. Mm. Let me know so how that that's goes. A, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Okay, cool. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Hi, guys. Well, Hi. my weekend's day has been really um, uneventful, I guess. Well, it's been mostly me hobbling in my little cave. I am so tired and punch drunk on tired right now. It's not even a joke. Um, but, yeah, I've basically just been getting ready for RuffleCon and sewing. And today was crazy because I got up and then I had a model fitting and everything today, and then I had a podcast tonight, so it was kind of a busy day today. Um, yeah, it's just been kind of crazy, and sewing and stuff, and that's life right now. I'm so dead. Mm. And when is RuffleCon again? It's the second weekend of November up in uh, uh, Stamford, Connecticut. It's an alternative fashion convention focusing on steampunk and Lolita and J-Fashion and goth and stuff like okay. that. Okay, I'm just making sure because I was going to say, I was going to put it down in my calendar for, yeah. for you know, I could hop the train to come up there for lunch or dinner. And I yeah, realized yeah. I already did. I just wanted to make sure that I did that. Yeah. It's just getting crazy because I I mm-hmm. have my fashion show on the on the uh, the eleventh I guess mm-hmm. and so it's it's gonna be a kind of a crazy cluster f um, that day to get everything done because we have to be set up by like eight fifteen eight forty five or whatever for the first walk and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, sorry, Regenerator posted, uh, is RuffleCon the arch enemy of PringlesCon in the chat? And it made me chortle. It Lord. gave me a good laugh. Where you curl a mustache at? Uh, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> cut him some slack. The man, the man is engaged. Cut him some slack, okay? Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, it's basically like I start in the super morning. I'll probably be waking up at like six and then, uh, probably going to go until way after midnight. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be a lot of work. So you're done? Yep. All right, cool. Now, my weekend day, it's been interesting per se, but here's the long and short of it. 
like right after last week's show, I got updates for Adobe. So between last week's show and Wednesday, I just went in and ran the updates for all my Adobe software. Fine, cool, whatever. Monday, when I was getting ready to record um, my other show, the Black Cosplayers Podcast, I was running into some very serious issues. Pretty much what was happening was whenever I would set it to record, it would start echoing like a motherfucker. I updated drivers, everything. So I just said, fuck it, rolled back to 2017, and everything is working fine now. And also found out through various updates on my system, my mixer drivers are working great. So I'm kind of happy about that. So. And also, I thought I was having trouble with uh, with our Skype computer, the Skype tablet, the Surface tablet. Because every time we would try to boot in the windows, it would shut off. Come to find out the entire time I thought I was charging it, I wasn't. It was plugged, the Surface was plugged into the charger, but the charger was not plugged into the wall. But right that now... That seems like an operator error. Yeah, it really was. Because the way the, the charge cable was splayed around the extension cord, I thought it was plugged in next to the MacBook. So, it's charging right now, Windows is up on it, Skype is up, we're offline, so we're ready to take calls, so you know. And I think that basically is it with our week and weekend day, especially mine. And I believe I said Mako-chan is out tonight. I think she's doing a whole week of work so she can have uh, Saturday off, so. And she'll be back next week when we do our special... Uh, Halloween pre-show, and I have no idea what that child is going to do, but she knows the house rule. You can play just about anything you want, but no time warp. That's it. And if you're wondering why no time warp, I've been going to cons for a very long time. I enjoy my conventions. The problem lies in the fact that when going to so many masquerades, so many people do time warp skits, and I'm just like, please. No more. No more, I beg you. And that's basically is it. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we get back, we got some amazing news. So, definitely, y'all got to check it out. All right, let me close that. So, let me open up Winamp over here. I don't know why this update went through, but it did. Or a notification, but yeah. Um, Here we go. So, yeah, we'll be back.
Um, I, if you listen, I kind of made some adjustments in the vocals and the music in the background. Hopefully that won't affect things too badly because on my end, the volume was pretty damn loud. So I apologize right now if it's loud and it's too loud or it's normal, whatever. I thought I had it fixed, but you know, live, um, live radio, boys and girls, live radio. Okay. Now that we got that out the way, um, I, I, I got to talk about this. This this has become one of my fate, one of my favorite animes. And if you have not watched it yet, you need to hop on to like Hulu and check it out. And I'm talking about My Hero Academia. If if you haven't heard by now, actually, if you are a fan of the show, you know by the final episode, which I think is episode 38. Season three has been announced and it's so freaking good. I cannot wait. And it was also announced on Twitter by the company that does that helps uh put it out, I believe, Yonko Productions. Or they're just a bunch of bloggers like us who put up a picture of the announcement that season three has been announced, and I am just psyched as fuck about it. Fans expect it to be another 25 episode season. Oh, that's right. I said episode 38 because season two picks up right after the first 
13 episodes, so season 2 was like episode 14, so. They haven't put out an, a release date yet, but season 2 ended with the encounter episode and leave things in a huge way, as if you saw. Oh, so a giant cliff, cliffhanger? Kind of, sort of. And I like the fact that it's not often you get an anime where it's like a it's like a telling. It's like Nidoriya, he, he pretty much you're he's telling you his life in junior ending junior high and going into high school. He's telling you all of this. And that's what I like. It's like this is my story of how I became Deku, you know? The newest description reveals that Izuku, Izuku Midoriya, will come into conflict with the always lead to Tomoro Shigaraki, who swore he wouldn't take it easy on him the next time they encountered. The two met while Izuku was in class on a camping trip, and the synopsis teased the finale will end when a major incident suddenly occurs. For those of you who aren't familiar with the show, My Hero Academia is, is a manga created by Kohei Horikoshi, and it started publishing back in July 2014. Bone Studio adapted the series as an anime back in 2016, and it just flew from there. My Hero Academia takes place in a world full of people with quirks, which you might recognize as superpowers, except that Izuku Midoriya doesn't have one, but he always wanted to be a hero, but he never had been born with a quirk, and it's usually by your third birthday, your quirk ability shows. But when the all when the world's leading superhero All Might chooses Izuku to be a successor, Izuku's world is just turned upside down as he learns brand new abilities, goes to a new school, and dangerous enemies. And one thing I like about My Hero Academia is like you know when you watch a lot of various animes with the hero, whether the hero's male or female, they don't they understand their responsibilities, but they don't want to do it. They just kind of grip, moan, and whine throughout, if not throughout the entire season, probably throughout half the entire series, but Midoriya is different. He picked up, he understands he can't do this, but he keeps trying, and by the time the second season rolls around, he knows what his role is. He knows what he has to do. So he he, he pretty much um, stepped up. So, it's, so I've been hyped about it ever since. And um, some people have actually compared the show to the movie Sky High, which I have not seen, so I'll take their word for it. I think of it sort of like, you know, I mean, another way of comparing it is think of it like X-Men in a way, you know, Xavier's Academy, per se, something like that. But yeah, I'm pretty um, hyped about this, so I can't wait. And I like the fact that um, nowadays with anime, when they finish it, there's no filler episodes. That way they don't fuck up the character plot and so forth. So now we just wait about, I'd say about six, seven months, and we'll get season three. So that's not so bad. I'm telling you, if y'all have not seen this yet, y'all need to sit down and check this show out. I think y'all are going to like it. Yeah, it sounds. You think I would like it? I think so. Well, I guess I'll have to give it a shot sometime. Mm -hmm. All right, um, Ari, tell us about Pacific Rim. Ugh. Ugh, okay. 
Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising director <coughs> Stephen S. DeKnight said in an interview with Collider at New York Comic Con that there was a possibility of a comp of a crossover between Pacific Rim and King Kong or Godzilla. All three titles produced by Legendary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Knight's comment was in response to a question asking if Pacific Rim Uprising will have any Easter eggs tying it to Legendary's Monster Universe film franchise, which includes Godzilla and King Kong. Said uh, said it won't say there's an Easter egg, but there's been a lot of discussion about the possibility of crossing over. Be fantastic to have Pacific Rim Universe join Legendary's Monster Universe. It seemed like a natural step. And part of the big overall plan after the third movie that we talked about is that could happen. It was always a possibility. Mm. Not a certainty, just merely theoretical, but, this, but since the director's a fan, he would love to see that happen. I hate the fucking autoplay videos on this page. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel to <clears throat> 2013's Pacific Rim, will open on March 23rd, 2018. Godzilla, King of Monsters, the sequel film to the Legendary Pictures 2014 Godzilla movie is slated for March 22nd, 2019. <clears throat> and the planned Godzilla vs. Kong crossover directed, directed by Adam Wingard is sh- slated for May 20th, 2000, May 22nd, 2020. I'd like and, to see something like that. I need to go sit down and watch Pacific Rim. I mean... I think, you know, instead of them trying to make the goddamn Evangelion movie, we have this. <laughs> I'm serious. No less existential angst than a Evangelion? Probably so. I'm excited to see more Godzilla. Me too. That movie was so good. Okay. Now, I maybe if I have time this weekend, I'll sit down and watch Pacific Rim. I do have some actual free time where I can sit down and do shit, so... We'll see. Alright, um... Ichigo, I think you know what's next. Run one half, perhaps? Yes... For those of you who were with us last week, when we talked about the Ranma One Half Cafe that's going to be popping up in Ikibukuro in January 2018, we've got a little bit of news for you. If you are fans of Shampoo, one of the characters from that series, there are VR shampoos serving ramen at the ramen one, Ranma One Half Cafe. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. The guest cafe and diner is celebrating the 30th anniversary of Rumiko Takahashi's Ranma One Half manga. Three locations in major metropolitan areas in Japan are hosting a collaboration cafe for the martial arts romantic comedy. The collaboration menu will offer a variety of savory and sweet dishes, and people who order the ramen will be able to order, uh, like $13 or without uh, $10, a renge spoon in addition. Mm. The people will have the option of ordering the pre-meal VR topping with the ramen for 250 yen or $2, and the topping will offer a VR experience of the Gol o Mezase, aim for the Gol story from the manga 7th volume. Fans will be able to have the experience of the character Shampoo serving them. The mm. other menu items will include themed soup, a curry, pasta, a parfait, a cotton candy plate, a pancake, a Mont Blanc, 
a custard bun, um, and some savory okonomiyaki pancakes. The drinks will be hot or iced lattes with cookies, sodas, a smoothie, and a goldfish bowl drink. The food menu prices will range from 600 yen or $5 for okonomiyaki to about $14 for the pasta plate. Drinks will cost between $7 and $11, and people who order from the Collaboration Cafe menu will receive a special paper luncheon mat. The people who order a drink will receive one of 10 coasters. Additionally, the Collaboration will sell limited edition merchandise, including acrylic key holders, tin badges, lunch tote bags, towels, masking tape, whiteboards, plates, ribbon hair clips, okonomiyaki spatulas, which I really want one, but I don't think I'm going to get one, clear files, pins, hoodies, and long sleeve t-shirts. Each location will only have 100 ukiyo okonomiyaki spatulas, and the goods will range in price from $3 to $42. The cafe <laughs> will run in Shibashi, Osaka, um, and Nagoya. And Ikebukuro, uh, or okay, is Sinsai Bashi Osaka from November 9th to December 19th. So it actually does run this year. Mm. In Nagoya Aichi, it's going to run from November 22nd to December 25th. And in Ikebukuro, Tokyo, which is the one we knew about, it's starting in early January. Ranma One Halfs, oh my goodness, sorry, autoplay, woo! Um, Rama One Half's 30th anniversary celebration features a variety of other merchandise, including stamps, which we know notoriously our lovely Rama of the show has gotten some of those stamps. Um, the guest cafe and diner has previously collaborated with works such as Your Name, Pokemon Hello Kitty, and the Monogatari series, um, and hopefully many more in the future. Mm. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really sad we're not going in 2018. I'm hoping to go back to Japan in 2019, but we'll see. I'm in 2019. I might be tagging along with you, but um, I will tell you this: once, like the cafe didn't open yet, correct? It um, it it's gonna open on November yeah. 9th, I believe. Yeah. When it opens in November 9th, you best believe I will be checking eBay. This is true. I, I would not be surprised if a bunch of stuff goes up on eBay. Because yeah, I kind, I kind of want a collectible towel. I, 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 that's that's what I really want. Towel or, or actual, or the masking tape because I would ne I would never use it, but I it'll just be sitting there. I really just like the spatula because I'd actually use the spatula. Like a good spatula is hard to come by. Yeah, but it's look, it's fully etched with ukiyo. I, 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 I feel like I could never do it. But goddamn, if that if that hoodie is rightly priced, shut up and take my money. How much do you think the markup will be for them when they put it on eBay? Woo! Well, they're saying the price for the hoodie is forty two, which is the most expensive item. And I bet so, you, once it hits eBay, you're probably looking at close to a hundred dollars. Yeah, like a hundred, hundred and twenty is what yep. I'm guessing. But honestly, I just kind of want a towel. That's all. That's all I really want, so. Alright. I have to fix this thing so that so this vibration doesn't... Hold on. Come on. There we go. No more vibrating from my phone. Shit. Alright. Okay. Since we were talking about this earlier tonight... Um, Ari, tell us about what happened when you cross Ava, Ramen, and a satellite. 
Okay. Not so not things you usually hear going together, but okay. I know, right? <clears throat> Fans have been speculating since September about how a curry chain anime and GPS satellites could join forces for a collaboration. <clears throat> On Monday, the curry house Coco Ichiba- Ichibanya restaurant chain is launching a collaboration with Evangelion anime and the Quasi-Xenia satellite system on Tuesday. Uh, there's videos on this page that demonstrate how to use the collaboration app. You can choose to have Ray's Eva Unit zero, 0, Shinji's Unit zero, 1, and Asuka's Unit 2 represent their locations on the map. When hungry Eva fans are ready to, hit, ready to head out there, they can start up the app and tap the navigation button. Neurocomputer tech Maya and Buki makes announcements and helps guides and helps guide users to the nearest restaurant. Huh. Yap used the phone's GPS location to find a nearest Co-Cold-Chi? I guess that's how it's pronounced. Co-Cold-Chi, yep. <clears throat> users can tap on the restaurant and use the app to arrive safely, hopefully without facing off against any angels or existential dread. Uh. Along the way, people can tap on the QZSS logo icons that appear on the map to add their, add their in-app Michibiki trivia collections. By using the app to navigate, users can complete missions and receive wallpapers and coupons. Cool. As people continue to use the app to make more restaurant visits, their ranking will improve in the app. People who spend at least 900 yen or about 8 bucks on one visit can use their receipts to enter a prize lottery. The prize includes 100 flight jackets, 100 sets of two curry plates, 100 mobile pouch and battery sets, 100 cushion blankets, and 500 sets of Coca-Cola Chi meal tickets worth 1,000 yen or about 9 bucks. The collaboration ends on December 18th, and fans have until December 28th to use their receipts for a, to enter for a chance to win. Their first Michibiki satellite launched in 2010, and a fourth launched on October 10th. A total of seven satellites are planned to launch as part of QZSS by 2023, and the system is expected to increase GPS accuracy. The satellite positioning, the satellite positioning research and application center operates QZSS. And several government agencies control SPRAC. The new Evangelion Film Studio Kara designed QZSS's logo that appears as part of the campaign. Hmm. It features on the rockets that send Michibiki satellites into space. <clears throat> and the color scheme is suspiciously similar to a giant cyborg to eat that a certain anime protagonist pilots. Getting the fucking robot, Shinji. And getting the fucking curry stand, Shinji. <laughs> God. And they've also done collabs with Mobile Suit Gundam, Lupin the Third, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Swear to God, ANN, stop with that auto-loading shit. Yes, it's it's highly annoying. What are the people bitched at him on Twitter about that? But um, you want to know something? You know, I don't know if you know, but you know, when you go to a lot of these fast food places or convenience stores, you always get points for checking in there and scanning your receipt and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it's like, oh, you can get this cool stuff when you hit a certain amount of points. And it's like cheap shit that you're like, you know what, fuck you, just hold on. You just hoard your points until you get something better. Why can't more restaurants do it like this? You, every time you check into a place, the points also double as your experience and you build your levels. I mean, come on. People that would be neat to have, like, a video game set up for a restaurant. Do, um, do that shit with Pokemon Go, you know. If you, <laughs> I'm serious. If you check into a 7-Eleven, you get, I don't know, 35 points. And the, 
if you get something healthy, you get double points for that or something like that. And it raises your healthy level. Healthy in a 7-Eleven? They, yeah. they sell salads, motherfucker. They do sell some healthier stuff, yes. Ari. You just have to look for it. Exactly. It's right. When well, you, when you walk I mean, into... there's those programs that do rebates and basically mm -hmm. re-operate like rebates instead yeah. of like, uh, like point programs. But I, I definitely can see how like... I feel like a lot of that would be a lot of the app development, though, because mm -hmm. that can be a pretty heavy cost oh, if I you know. want a pretty good system. I, no, 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 I know. But I'm saying, I'm just saying, you can add in like something where, like, like a, I think it won't be that much coding to add in like, like a like an like a point like a re like an experience RPG system. It's just what? extra math and coding. The extra overhauling is when you add like the graphics and stuff to make it tantalizing for the person to, to join into the program. Or you license things like yeah. um, last year when Seven uh, Eleven in Japan licensed a bunch of Evangelion stuff for the anniversary mm -hmm. um, with their cell phones and their statue like life size statues and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would say I think a lot of it is just the price, but I feel like if Seven Eleven in Japan brought over some of the stuff they do to Seven Eleven America, they they'd have a pretty good uh, response to it. I know, because after all, Seven Eleven here is pretty much is a Japanese company. So, I mean, I uh, to be honest, when you go to Japan, um, if you end up in in the Narita Airport and you end up in uh, or, or if you end up going down to Kyushu, um, which is where I was when I first was in Japan, definitely when you're getting um, into town from uh, the airport, stop by a 7-Eleven. If you want to try and not have a huge culture shock, like that to me was one of the best things I could do because the nice thing about 7-Elevens in Japan is they almost have full meals so you're not just going to get mm. like a slice of pizza and stuff you can actually get like a little bento box and a little can of sake if you want or you can get like the onigiri it's not bad quality like it's made pretty well and i probably ate so much onigiri on my trip but it was like two or three dollars for a giant onigiri and it was really filling and it felt really good to eat so like if you are going to japan anytime soon 7-eleven check it out mm-hmm I barely go to the 7-Eleven near me. <laughs> Same here, because I'm too lazy to walk all the way down there. And the way the trains are running in my area, there really is no point for me to go down there. Even though the the, reason, the reason I go to mine is because they have a red box and a gas station, and it's like right at the end of my street. So if I'm going on a trip and I need to fill my car, 7-Eleven! That, and I, just, I was just in my 7-Eleven the other day, and they actually had Crystal Pepsi. I was like, the, the Wawa near me has Crystal Pepsi. We just got a Wawa right up the street from our grocery store, and I'm just kind of like, yes! But at the same time, it's so far away. You're like, yes. I love their cappuccino mix, because I am a basic hoe, and love my basic uh, cappuccinos. Ichigo, you're not a basic hoe. You're just basic, or you're just basic. Now, I'm pale AF. <laughs> no, you're just basic. Now, if it's pumpkin spice, you're just being extra as fuck. I I actually make my own fall spice uh, because I'm 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 extra. <laughs> mm. Just what I just what I need. See you dressed up as a Kane, walking out of Starbucks, holding a pumpkin spice latte, wearing Uggs. That's exactly what I need. They're comfy as fuck, though. You do not. Be I know. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I 
All right, all right, all right. Um, shit, I just totally fucked up. I should have taken that article and given Ari this next one. Yeah, I was I, thinking I, the same thing, but shit, no, you, well, no, you, shit, you should have said something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, no big deal. All right, I'll take the last one. Um, Ichigo, what the fuck is going on with Team Rocket? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked. Saga Prefecture's project aims to recruit 10 million for Team Rocket. Are you prepared for trouble? Are you ready and willing to blast off at the speed of light? Saga Prefecture's Saga Prize project may have just the job for you. A teaser website for a collaboration with Pokemon Snatching Team Rocket's organization Mm -hmm. opened on Wednesday. At first, the website looks like a normal version of Saga Prefecture's official government website. However, Meowth soon appears along with a button for people interested in joining Team Rocket. After the button is pressed, Meowth and Team Rocket's R logo takes over the website. A costumed character Meowth appears, followed by a real-world version of Team Rocket's trademark Meowth Hot Air Balloon. The website states that details about the Team Rocket recruitment will be announced on October 25th, which is tomorrow for those of you paying attention. Scrolling down on the page and covers a handwritten note about the project, and the memo says that Team Rocket is looking to attract 10 million people, even though the population of Saga Prefecture is only 820,000. Sorry. <laughs> the website seems to reference the Saga International Balloon Festival, which will be held from November 1st to the 5th. Saga Prefecture has partnered with various anime in re- recent years, and the Prefecture's Yuri on Ice collaboration promoted protagonist Yuri Katsuki's home this year. Mm. No matter what they do, they still won't be able to catch that damn Pikachu. They never will be able to. That's what happens when you hunt when you hunt down the main character. Oh. Yep. It's see now now you got me picturing of from the movie I'm gonna get you sucker where it's Kung Fu Joe and he's like it's me Kung Fu Joe against thirty cops. What are you gonna do? I can just picture Ash, Misty, Brock just standing there up against ten million members of Team Rocket like. You take the left, you take the right, go down the center. <laughs> Motherfucker, y'all don't even have names. And you, you don't want to fucking catch this, obscure the top half of your faces. What the fuck kind of chance do you think you've got, huh? Exactly. Don't you know anything about the cons- conservation of ninjutsu? <laughs> and if we go in our chat room here at, at live.vitenetwork.com, to piggyback on the article about the Ronmo and Half Cafe, Bob Coffee says... Don't do eBay. Go to Yahoo Japan's. Granted, Yahoo Japan's it's a little extra more pricey, but goddamn, that's the best spot to go to. So some things are worth it. It's weight in gold. And Dungeon Buster says in regards to our article about um, um, Evangelion, a level one thirty five consumer has entered the store and is eligible for a free bento box. I can see that. God. Okay, uh, we got that out the way. Let me bring up the last article, and I'm going to prep the Skype line so that 
we can take calls tonight if possible. And yep, Skype line is on stand is on standby, and I will bring it up right right towards the end of this story, and it's about Hayao Miyazaki. He now explains why he came out of retirement, and as um. LL Cool J said, don't call it a comeback. Hmm. The 76-year-old anime legend wants this upcoming film that he's working on to be his legacy after he moves on to the next world. That's basically what it is. He wants to leave anime behind for his grandson. The first time Miyazaki retired, it was after Princess Mononoke in 97. And that was for four years, and then he came back to do Spirited Away. He held out a little bit longer for The Wind Rises, which was a really good movie. It's not a children's movie, not because of the quality, not because of the quality content per se. It's just the theme of it. It's just like for more mature audiences, you know, more. It's more like a adult kind of drama movie, which is really good. So he's coming back one more time to do one more feature film. But here's the thing. Miyazaki fans weren't too surprised upon hearing this, even though he complained about the state of the anime industry and the rabbit fan community. Miyazaki is a true believer in animated storytelling with impressible creative juices, as well as a conviction that no one can make anime as well as he does. But that's just um, a sentiment that many animation enthusiasts themselves share. So, But according to Toshio Suzuki, a Ghibli co-founder, Miyazaki's decision to plant himself in a director's chair again was prompted by more than just a need to share one more story with the world or to show these young whippersnappers how it's done. Suzuki was a guest on Japanese broadcast NHK's Nishio Bijusukan program back on October 8th, and he commented that Miyazaki is making a new film for his grandson. It's his way of saying Grandpa's moving on to the next world, but he's leaving his film behind. That's nice. And a surprising revelation because while Miyazaki's work is largely considered to be family-friendly and accessible to kids, he himself doesn't have much as much of a family man image. His relationship with his son Goro has famously been strained, with the elder Miyazaki openly scoffing at his son's directorial debut in Ghibli's Tales on the Earthsea, and saying that his, his 39-year-old son at the time hadn't grown up. And it's not like Miyazaki is known for being particularly interested in mentoring roles either. He's like, I'm not a role model. In fact, Suzuki's comment is an extremely rare mention of Miyazaki's grandchild, which is just about the only other instance being at a, a 2013 LA Times article that briefly states that Goro is married with a four-year-old son. With Hayao Miyazaki's new film expected to debut sometime around 2020, that will make his grandson about 11. Whether that means for the director to make a, play, make a straightforward anime like Ponyo, which was like his last explicitly four kids film, but something more challenging is something you'll have to wait and see. I think by that time, if this grandkid is 11, it should be something like, like a coming of age type of uh, film. What do y'all think? That could be fun. I think it's just a nice way for him to kind of carry on something to his grandchild because 
again, like he's not a mentoring person. He's not really an educator type personality. He's, yeah, I mean, he's been on record stating like a lot of the newer animators aren't, have no soul basically. Mm. So, um, I mean, that's like, that's, that's the kind of mentorship you're going to get out of Miyazaki. If you're looking for a teddy bear hug, he's going to just punch you in the gut. Um, you know, so it's kind of a nice way of him kind of carrying on his traditional ways. But at the same time, he's kind of like Stan Lee. He, he like, he never really goes away. He's going to be hanging out in the background of animation until he's dead, I'm sure. And even much. farther on that. Well, it, um, well honestly, is... if, if Miyazaki coming out of retirement didn't, didn't involve him, you know, stripping down to his boxes and elbow dropping his director's chair, I would be severely disappointed. Well, if that happens, please have JR there to announce that. Please, please have him do the commentary for that. No, no, we'll get the uh, we'll get SmackDown number one announcer Funaki to do the commentary. Oh, good lord! <laughs> it's only appropriate. Oh, good lord! What is wrong with you? Good question. Uh, hang on, I gotta look up how to say "good," like "good God Almighty." That man has a family in Japanese. Well, while you do that, I'm gonna queue up our strange news from Japan. And we also have our Skype line open. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, you have something to ask us about some of the topics we've covered, go ahead and give us a, a buzz at Anime Jam Session. That's all one word on Skype. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraint. Um, yeah. And holy shit. We are way above for time. Damn. We're at least... We have at least extra 15 minutes of time on our hands. We, we'll probably end up finishing early, if not on time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yay! And, you know, because Mako kept getting on my ass about the article, so I you know I cut it down to six, so... Yeah, well. Well, we usually also... Uh, at least recently, have been doing, uh, have been talking about articles that we have a very uh, passionate personalities about. True. So, who's taking which one? I will take the first article. I kind of wanted the, uh, oh gosh. Ah, my outline. Can what I take the second on? one? Ah, uh, yeah, I will talk about the third one. Well, you know, we gotta have a classy lady talk about something like this, you know. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I will give it the tactful touch it needs. Mm -hmm. Did you ever find out how to say, by God, that man has a family in Japanese yet? Uh, yes, I did. And he posted it in the chat, but he didn't say it in Romanji. Ah, okay. Zeno no yoikami, sono otoko ni wa kasoko gani, iru, I think. I think it works. I think it works, so. So let's talk about the first thing. Um, I'm looking at this. I'm sorry, but I, I, I have to change the, the um... I, I I'm gonna I'm probably gonna have to uh ch change the, our background song that's playing just because. Well, unfortunately, I don't have this track, so I'll leave it as is. I'm not gonna go. 
don't really feel like digging around looking for it. So here's the thing. A 74-year-old ninja's crime spree comes to a close in Osaka. You heard right. 74-year-old ninja's crime spree come to a close in Osaka. He's evaded police and cameras for nearly a decade, but time has a way of catching up. And that's always the case. Higashi Osaka is a relatively small suburb on the eastern side of Osaka City. It's a quiet area where not much of anything happens. You have your typical 59-year-old Spider-Man, your serial arsonist craving curry, or the 74-year-old ninja that every community has to deal with. Wow. Since 2009, in this little town, the police have struggled to catch an extremely nimble and elusive cat burglar. Okay. All they knew is that he dressed up in black from head to toe and could hop a fence and run away like he was carried by the wind. He was also extremely skilled at avoiding detection, earning him the nickname from police, Heisei Ninja. Heisei is the name of the current era under the Japanese convention of naming years after the reigning emperor, which, by the way, is coming to an end, like, next year. Because he's, he's actually going to abdicate the throne. From 2009 to July 2017, the Heisei Ninja was believed to be responsible for 253 thefts at Higashi for a total estimated damage of 29.4 million yen, which translates to about $260,000. However, around spring of this year, he started getting sloppy and appearing on surveillance footage, as if he was getting slower. Well, he is 74 years old. He ain't fast as he used to be. It was in July when the Heisei Ninja targeted an electronics store and stole about 27,000 yen in cash after removing the bars on the windows and sneaking in. But thanks to his previous appearance on video, police were able to track him back to his hideout in an abandoned apartment building. The police raided the hideout and arrested 74-year-old Mitsuaki Tanagawa of Chuo Ward, Osaka. According to the police, he traveled to Higashi, Osaka by train during the daytime. So to hide out and wait till the middle of the night before going out to do his crimes. After changing his clothes, he would avoid the streets and instead travel between small gaps in between buildings to avoid being seen. Wow. Readers of the news were stunned by the appearance of a real ninja. A 74-year-old ninja at that. Comments such as, If you could just find a better way to capitalize on his nimbleness. Hey, say ninja. Pfft. Even now they're just thieves. Wow, if I had read that in a manga, I would have thought it was ridiculous. Truth is stranger than fiction. It's kind of poetic that the Heisei Ninja comes to an end just as the Heisei era does. See? That guy probably would have kicked his ass at Sasuke. And for those who um don't know what Sasuke is, it's known here as American Ninja Warrior, per se. It looks like I remember one that's shown as Ninja Warrior on yeah. a G4. Yeah, 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 Ninja Warrior, yeah. We have an adaptation called American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually pretty good from what I've seen. It looks like time has caught up with my colleague. I shall remember to quit while I'm ahead. Japan is really an aging society. Even the ninjas are getting old. Many comments that a talent like his would have gone far in show business, but according to the police, Tanagawa's motives were simple. 
I did it to live. Going by the police estimate of Tanagawa's alleged yearly income from robberies, it would come out to about 3.6 million yen, which translates to about a little bit over $32,000 a year, tax-free, of course, and added to whatever welfare or pension he would regularly receive. This is also assuming he didn't rob anywhere outside of the town, but even if that's the case, he would only worked about 30 days out of the year. So it would seem that he did make a tidy living, but as with most lives of crime, his ended up badly, like spending the rest of his life probably behind bars, whether or not they can hold this, him a story for another day. <laughs> and sadly, with the Heisei Ninja capture, or Heisei, we'll never seem to run into that sword-fighting convenience store clerk so that the cheesy music videos from the 80s full of Japanese stereotypes will finally become reality. <laughs> Jesus, fuck Mako-chan. Or at least they're self-aware about it. Yeah. I think at this time, you 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 got to. I mean, I wonder. I just wonder if he was friends with the guy living above the bathroom. Oh, God. Oh, let's, let's really? Let's not bring that up, please. It was an abandoned... No! <laughs> Ichigo? What? You need Jesus. I You leave room for Jesus. In this case, you you, you need Kamisama. <laughs> I am Kamisama. Oh, God, we're fucked. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers need Odin. No, 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 no. You bitches need Godoka. <laughs> oh and then you top that uh-uh, you motherfuckers need Sailor Cosmos there's one for the ages Sailor Cosmos versus Godoka no disqualification for the belt <laughs> Back, uh, t- title for the for heavyweight goddess yes please move on Yeah. yes please Dumb criminal in Japan tries to sell stolen, stolen goods back to shop he just robbed seven minutes ago. Just so you know, shit like this has happened in the States. Oh, obviously. Mm. You've heard of Florida. Yeah, and Ohio. And I love the header image for this. It's just a cop giving a stupid grin and giving a stupid thumbs up. You're like, thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came, I did nothing at work all day and still got paid thanks to you. What about MTA? You? What about the MTA? What about those people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Criminals are sometimes urged to return to the scene of the crime, but usually not this soon. If you're short on both cash and morals, knocking over a convenience store might seem like a good way to fill your wallet. Well, while the register's full of cash and absence of dedicated security guards might make them tempting targets, robbing a convenience store isn't always so easy since you might find yourself having to contend with kendo swordsmen, strong woman and women in their 50s are clerks hucking giant paintballs at you. Mm. So on October 16th, a 19-year-old man in Niigata Prefecture's Nagaoka decided instead to just target a recycle shop, a store that deals in secondhand goods of just about any nature. Wait, so this... Uh, His plan started out strong as he entered the shop around 11.40 and proceeded to browse wares. Taking advantage of a moment when the employee's eyes were off on the man slipped the speaker, which the store was selling for about 165 US dollars into his bag, and nonchalantly making his escape by strolling out the exit. So far, so good, but now he needed to convert the hot speaker into cold cash. 
The obvious way to do this, of course, was to sell a speaker to a recycle shop, since the second-hand merchants are accustomed to purchasing items without documented proof of ownership, and generally pay sellers on the spot in cash, thus minimizing the paper trail. Ready to move into his endgame. Oh my god, they're making this sound so much more awesome than it actually is. Mm. The man peeled the price tag from the speaker and handed it to the recycle shop. Or perhaps we should, we should say he headed for the recycle shop, the exact same store he stole the speaker from just seven minutes ago. The man walked up to a clerk and said he'd like to sell a speaker. The clerk, showing off his completely ordinary memory capabilities, recognized it as having been in the shop until just a few minutes ago and promptly called police who arrested the man on theft charges. Since legal, adult begins in the, since legal adulthood begins in Japan at the age of 20, the would-be speaker scammer's name has not been released, but the accused has admitted to the charges. In light of his stunning lack of criminal aptitude, we suggest he refrain from such illicit activities in the future, or that if he absolutely can't walk the straight and narrow path through life, he should give up on solid capers and join Teen Rocket instead. Uh. So this motherfucker tried to knock off a Goodwill store. Mm-hmm. That's what this boils down to. Yep. For yeah. fuck's sake. Clever, clever. Okay. <sighs> Pretty much. I'm out of alcohol, so... But you understand, dude is 19. You tell me what 18, 19-year-old is, is, has their shit together. Is that bright, that intelligent? Um, there are quite a few that I know of. But I have my shit together now. I'm Feels sure like... that they're also not committing crimes. So mm. I feel like that's that's the turning point. Um Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Maybe to something more educational. <laughs> um there is also, uh, in Tokyo, a school that teaches cross-dressing men and transgendered individuals to speak and move femininely, um, where classes include voice training and makeup clinics. In the Nishome section of Tokyo's Shinjuku neighborhood, uh, there is a cultural center of the city, and it's also Japan's gay and transgendered community. Mm-hmm. Um, for decades, Nishome has had numerous restaurants, shops, and other businesses catering to the demographics drawn to the area. And next month, it will also see the additional of uh, the addition of a unique institute designed to help individuals transition to a lifestyle that fits their sexual identities. Otome Juku, which translates to maiden school, uh, uh, is a, an organization with the primary purpose to assist people born physically as males to acquire mannerisms and aura of women. Uh, the school was founded by Satsuki Nishihara, a transgendered media personality, and offers instructions on a number of specialized topics. Um, in describing her impetus for starting the school, Nishihara says, I wanted to create a school to help people who, for example, buy a skirt or dress and want to dress like a woman, but don't have the confidence in looking cute wearing it, which keeps them from dressing like a woman in public. To start, Otome Juku will be offering three different classes. The broadcast, the womenization lessons, um, focused on adding a feminine touch to how students walk, move, and converse. In the makeup lesson, meanwhile, it teaches students how to apply cosmetics for a feminine effect, even if they typically have a physically male frame and facial structure. Finally, the voice lesson trains students how to alter their vice for higher, I think that was meant to be voice, 
for a lighter, mm-hmm. more feminine register. And in the spirit of inclusiveness, Otome Juku's lessons are open to women too. All three lessons are priced at about $55 per session or at a discounted rate of uh, about uh, 20, I don't want to say it's about $290 for all five within the same category. Otome Juku has addresses women experience service for first time cross dressers priced at uh, about $90 and 9,000 yen, which is recommended for people who want to take a peek into the world of cross dressing. And those who want to preserve those memories in photographic form can also schedule a photo shoot for t- about $280 or 28,000 yen. Continuing students also get access to one video. It says video cat, but mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a video cat session. I feel like it's a video chat session per month. And Otome Juku is holding its first orientation event on November 5th. And cases, classes, oy oy oy, start on November 17th. Reservations can be made through the school website on this article. See, first things first, I don't see how this is strange news from Japan. Um, I would say it's it's not culturally a normative thing for Japanese culture. And Probably. even in American culture, there's still a lot of... Like, this is actually a, a school run by a large media personality in Japan, which, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, there's not really a lot of that kind of culture out here um, with large gay or, or bisexual or, or asexual personalities that are coming out of the woodwork. I mean, I think we just got an asexual cartoon character in the last year or two. Um, so considering that in their culture, it's even more of a... A taboo to express these feelings of not being what some call like the average or the normative societal expectations for your gender depending on how you're born um this is actually kind of neat i think and i think it actually would be cool if we had some of those options for people here i know we do have a large drag culture Mm -hmm. but i feel like um I, I, my friends who are in drag and, and, uh, the people that I know, uh, who are transgender, they don't always cross paths. Um, to register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogueNetwork.com, use the passphrase income. So it wouldn't be bad to have more educational things like this. And the fact that they also open it up to women or, or even first time people who just want to learn about it, I think is a pretty cool thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's kind of strange news, but not strange, like wacky more mm-hmm. so strange as in like the culture. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And also to me, it's, um, I guess maybe because of the, uh, all of my amazing LGBT friends, this to me, this seems like normal. This is something that we need more of, you know. Uh-huh. But you know how it is in this country. You know somebody is going to be offended. This and that. <sighs> yeah. Fuck these people. Yeah. Anywho, um, I'm going to check uh major league scores real quick, and the Dodgers are up three to one. Bless. Okay, that's all I need to know. Because <laughs> fuck the Astros, all right? Now we'll go ahead and take our last break of the night, and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. So, how's that sound for y'all? Sounds good. Fun to me. Awesome. Plus, this is this new. I stumbled across this this new idol group called Idol Collage this morning, or no, yesterday morning when I woke up. 
and I think you might like, because I know I do. So, see y'all in a bit.
Holy shit, we actually finished 15 minutes early. That's a new record. Yay! Hooray! I think if Mako-chan joined us, if we probably would have gone the full 90 minutes, which is cool. But, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this time and be like, everyone who's listening to the Tonight Show, thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us. If you have any questions about the show tonight, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We want to know what's up because we're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post our con reviews, links to our photography, our videos. We post our podcasts, cosplay interviews and tutorials, editorism, and a whole lot more. But wait, there's also more besides that. If you already have a subscription podcast subscription service such as iTunes or Stitcher, swing by there and find us on there as Anime Jam Session. We are on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and we're also on the Vlog Network forums. Hey, what's up? We post every week. Don't forget to swing by our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention videos. So definitely swing by and check them out. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. There we'll have updates on our website, our Facebook page, when we're going live, and other cool stuff you might want to check out. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And I just want to say to everybody who's following us on all our social media pages and multimedia pages and so forth in our podcast, thank you so much for listening to us and thank you so much for supporting us. As long as you continue to like our amazing pages and so forth, we're going to bring you a lot more content. That's all we're all about. So please enjoy and thank you. But don't forget, we're not the only geek-centric podcast here on the Vogue Network. Um, you have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Dodge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, and Hooked on Bond. Gee, I wonder what happened to Pokemon pod, uh, Podcast, Pit Stop. You know, I wonder what happened to that one. But anywho, go around the room. Last words. Ari. Uh, maybe we'll be able to get to, de- <clears throat> get to uh, bed a little earlier tonight. Cool, cool. Last words, Mako. Did we you lose? Mean Ichigo. I mean, Ichigo, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm raising a glass for Mako. All right. You know she needs her. You know she needs a, a nice glass of red wine, so. And I'm fluffing a pillow for myself. Ah. My last words is, right after this podcast, I'm going to run this update and relax and maybe catch up with a little bit of TV. So, that's it. End of list. Next week is our Halloween special. So, um, swing by. We'll have some cool Halloween tunes and maybe some Halloween-themed stories and articles. 
So yeah. Ooh, spoofy. And if Ichigo is free, maybe she'll join us. Perhaps. We'll yeah. see. Indeed. So that's it. We're going to get up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Ichigo. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Ciao for now. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Superb. Good night, y'all. Right. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!